Hello, my lovelies. I am going to be sharing with you um, some information, some personal stories that I originally shared as a series of blog posts several years ago now. Um, I'm also hoping to figure out the magic for pulling the audio off of this and posting it on my podcast. I want to talk um, in the future about how toxic the relationship can be between clergy families and the churches that hire the clergy person. Now, I apologize in advance, there's going to be a real bad glare on my glasses because I am reading this directly off of the blog post um, where I originally shared it. So the glare off of my iPad is going to be a thing. And I apologize for that in advance. I can't figure out a way to get rid of it. Uh, but there are four um, different posts I'm going to share with you as videos from this blog series. And then we'll spend some time talking about the healing that I am still working my way through, having been a pastor's kid and a pastor's wife. So let me just jump right in. The Care and Feeding of the Pastor's Family, Part 1. Disclaimer, the stories and possibly frustrations I will share are not necessarily my own. I was a pastor's daughter whose father served two different congregations and at the time of writing this was a pastor's wife whose husband served as a youth pastor, an associate pastor in two different congregations, and is now a senior pastor or was at the time I wrote this blog post. In other words, I've encountered six different congregations as a member of the pastor's family. A majority of the people I have encountered in that capacity have been wonderful. Unfortunately, there are those who just don't get it. Some of the stories I share will be from other pastors, wives, or kids I've encountered over the course of my life. Don't ask me why, but we tend to find one another because there is a level of understanding that exists between us that others just don't get. Disclaimer number two, the pastors I have been related to have all been men, so I tend to use male pronouns to refer to the pastors, female pronouns to refer to their spouses. This is not a statement of my attitude toward female clergy, simply a habit born from my personal experience. The most important thing you need to remember is fairly simple. You hired a pastor. One person. Unless you put his family on the payroll, they don't work for you. I know that sounds harsh, and I'm sorry, but I just couldn't think of a more subtle way to say it. Every pastor's kid I've ever talked to or given birth to feels the same way. As a pastor's wife, I'm committed to being involved in the life of the congregation my husband ministers to, but I need to be sure that I'm involved in ways that allow me to use my gifts and passions, and that may not agree with what the congregation wants. True, I'm a piano player, which is fairly stereotypical pastor's wife, but that's where the stereotype stops. A pastor's kids are kids. They will behave quite a bit like the other kids of similar age in your congregation. It's tempting, I know, to set your expectations for them higher, but may I lovingly suggest something? Don't. Expect nothing more or less of them than you do of any other kid in their age group. The best way to help them become amazing young men and women is love on them. Lots. Attend their games, concerts, plays, musicals, recitals, etc. and love them. If your pastor's family has moved a significant distance from their extended family, those kids can use surrogate aunts, uncles, and grandparents to love on them in the absence of their biological family. As a matter of fact, they need you. 
let me be very clear. There were aspects of being a pastor's wife that I absolutely loved. The most notable is the fact that I got to hear one of my two favorite preachers speak every Sunday. And I was related to both of my two favorites. I love planning and putting on the open house that we used to do each December for our church family. I truly feel that we were called to Fort Dodge. And we have a purpose in this community, even now, even with my husband no longer being in a pulpit. I deeply value church members who get it. People who loved on me and my kids, valued my husband's work, but realized that his job and his family are two separate things. Was that a little too blunt and harsh? Oh, if so, I'm sorry. It is my belief that the vast majority of church members want to do right by the pastor's family. It's my hope, though, that by sharing some real stories from the lives of pastors, their spouses, and kids, that maybe I can shed some light on the very weird existence that is the pastor's family. I hope we can laugh together, maybe a little cry together, and gain a better understanding of how to work together for those of us that are still a part of an organized church. See, I didn't want to marry a pastor when I first met my husband. I tried desperately to pray him out of his desire to be in ministry. I can think of no other job in the world that calls on the family member of the employee to be present at the place of business on a regular basis. Military families can understand the being on call 24-7 thing. Military families understand the whole being called by your job to move far away from extended family. Sometimes with very little notice. But there is not another job on this planet that would expect me to show up at my husband's work on a weekly basis. To say nothing of volunteering to help at his work. On a regular basis. But the church does. Now some of you may be thinking. Well couldn't she just go to a different church? I've known pastor's families that have tried that. He doesn't last long. Because the church questions his loyalty. To them. Because of his family's behavior. There have been wonderful people in my past that made it very easy to be a pastor's kid and a pastor's wife. There were also people in my past that sent me off to college bound and determined not to marry a pastor because I didn't want to put up with the nonsense. There were people that I dealt with as a pastor's wife that literally drove me out of the church that my husband was the associate pastor in for six months. I didn't darken the door of the place for any reason. For six months. And the funny thing is, because this particular place had two services, nobody but my husband knew that I wasn't attending. Senior pastor might have had a clue too, but everybody else just assumed I was going to the service they weren't in. Because I was so tired. 
of the extra expectations that were put on me and my family because of the job my husband had. Now my husband and I have deconstructed to the point that we are people of faith, but we no longer have any use for organized religion. And that will come up in future discussions on this video platform and on my podcast. But if you look at the burnout rates for pastors, how quickly so many of them burn out and leave the church, it's disheartening. And the reason for it is too many people believe that hiring the pastor gives them some sort of sway or control or right to speak on the lives of his family members. Now, I want to be very clear. I said this in my disclaimers. What you're going to hear are my stories or stories I have heard from other pastors' kids and pastors' wives. Now, I've spoken to men whose wives are pastors. And for some reason, they don't seem to put up with the same kind of nonsense. And I'm not sure why. I don't know if it's because a church that is progressive enough to hire a female clergy person isn't going to be as pressed to watch over her spouse. And I have not had the privilege of sitting down and having these types of conversations with same-sex couples, with one of them being a clergy member. I have not spoken with non-binary individuals who are clergy people or whose spouses identify as non-binary individuals to see if their experience is similar. What I have seen and heard from other clergy families is that in cishet presenting relationships where dad is the pastor and mom is the pastor's spouse, there is an extra level of pressure put on her regarding her involvement in the weekly volunteering opportunities, regarding what her kids do and don't do within the walls of the building. And I don't know why that is. I, I can guess there are some assumptions we could make. We could talk about the close connection between the patriarchy and the church and the fact that churches that are still stuck in the misogynistic ways of its, of its history are going to be rough on pastors' wives. And perhaps the churches that are more progressive and more loving and will hire gay or queer or non-binary clergy aren't going to be as persnickety when dealing with their spouse. Nothing has ever been weirder for me than being a pastor's wife, being out on date night with my husband in the community and knowing that if we see somebody from the church date night's over and he's got to start playing the pastor, he's got to start chatting them up and being friendly because God forbid he just wave and keep walking because he's on a date with his wife. The fact that a lot of pastors have to literally leave the town they live in or at the very least leave the suburb they live in if they're in a big city to go someplace where they won't run into people they know so they can have a date with their spouse, with their wife, and not have to interrupt that date to go work the room because they saw somebody they knew from church. And if they don't go speak to them, that person's going to complain to the deacons or the personnel board or somebody that pastor didn't speak to me.
It got so bad for me at one point that someone in the church wrote an anonymous letter to the personnel board about me. I wasn't on staff. Now, my husband let me know what the contents of that letter was, and I knew exactly who had written it because they gave themselves away in the letter. Basically, I had failed to praise someone in a leadership position in the church, specifically connected to the to the music in Sunday morning. I hadn't said anything negative. I just hadn't said anything. And this person felt the need to go off in an anonymous letter to the personnel board of the church my husband worked for, complaining about me and telling the personnel board that they needed to tell my husband to put me in my place. Now, do you understand why I felt the need to do a series called The Care and Feeding of Your Pastor's Family? I wish I could tell you that my experience with this person was unique, that it was one of a kind, that it's never happened before or since. Nah. When you are a pastor's family, people in the church, there's always somebody who feels they have the right to critique literally everything about you. Your hair length. Tattoos. Piercings. All of it. What you wear to church, whether you wore pants or a skirt, whether or not you wore pantyhose under your dress or knee-high stockings under the dress pants you wore. I mean... And I have run across so many clergy family members, kids, spouses, who are deconstructing. And part of the reason they're deconstructing and walking away from organized religion is the way they were treated when their husband was in the pulpit.